Go Bills. Just they got lucky, you. but a win's a win. I think that's all they need at this point. When I, don't I think know. about wide right, I always think about luck. I don't know, man. They're the most frustrating 11-3 and team I've ever seen, but a win's a win. Just win, baby. Well, at the risk of sounding like a bad fan, I turned the game off at halftime and went to sleep. <laughs> Did you? And then when I woke up, I just saw the final score, and I was able to watch... I watch, you know, I watched the replay of it this morning, and I can. I was like so thankful that I turned it off because I would have been up all night watching that stupid shit. Yeah, I went. I went to the game. I got to bed around two o'clock. Oh my god, how do you feel? I feel fine. You know, as long as I, I got like five and a half hours of sleep. That's good. But now I got to have to go out and shovel again. Sh- so it's it's been snowing a lot here. It snowed a lot here yesterday before the game. Yeah. And the snow was really heavy, so after I had to take a nap before the game because I was so exhausted from shoveling because my snowblower broke. <laughs> so it's my snowblower is down for the season. I'm I'm not gonna be able to get it fixed in, in time until Oh my god. Until next year, so where are the little punk kids, you know, when you need them? Hey, kid, here's 20 bucks. <laughs> they, you know, they do. I, because my neighborhood is so populated, they do come to my house. No one has come for uh, shoveling yet, but the kids have come a couple times for leave raking, and I can't stand leave raking. I will pay them to leave rake in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah. So. I, it's funny you say that. I have a neighbor and a real nice guy, but he loves just walking around his yard with the blow with the leaf blower. Like he did it. He did it one day for about two hours because I could hear him. And um, you know, it's funny. The sound of those leaf blowers is one of the most annoying sounds on the planet. <laughs> that guy. That guy has a, is going to hell the minute he dies. The minute his soul leaves his body, he's going to hell because those leaf blowers, they're just a, they're a, they're a catastrophe. The, 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 the gas emissions they emit, the the noise pollution. The noise pollution is the worst. Oh my God. I was watching the show. I guess the vibrations that those little machines create is so piercing. It can go through like walls and. Like, it's one of the most annoying noises, man. You know, when they talk about, like, in in um, Cuba, when they, like, yeah. attack those people, they probably use leaf blowers. <laughs> God. I, I Those leaf blower people are just, they're just awful. They're, they're, they're awful. They're an awful race of people. I went to the game last week against the Jets, and it was the weather was miserable and it was like cold rain. Yeah. And it was snow. It was like every weather system you can imagine, but cold rain, I, I just can't stand it. But I was layered really, really, really well. And I was not, I was not cold at all, but I was so layered that 
going to the bathroom was was like the biggest pain in the ass. Oh. And you know, and that's an issue when you're in your fifties. You know, you like. Really, so yeah. Then last yesterday, I sat in the heated section, and that boy, it's. I had no idea how to dress because, you know, outside it was going to be brutal. But the heated section, I had no idea just how well that heat works. It was so, it was like sitting on, on it was like sitting three feet away from the sun. I think I would rather <laughs> sit, I think I would rather sit in the cold section. You know, I think I would rather sit out in the cold for, for these games because it was so uncomfortable uh, under those infrared. Why don't you just take your shirt off? Some of those other people do. <laughs> there were more people with their shirts off last night than I've seen in a long time. I could. I thought the Bills were definitely going to get a penalty for throwing snowballs. They were just launching them. <laughs> it, it, it snow. It it started at the first minute of the game and did not end until the end of the game. It it was just constant, and uh, I kept waiting for that too, but. You know, there's there was a fair share of Dolphin fans. How would they be able to call that penalty? Because how do you know it's not Dolphin fans throwing the throwing the snowball that ultimately gets the penalty? But I, yeah, I was kind of worried about that. Yeah, I'd explained it to my son. We were watching the game. He's like, "Why? Why would they call it on the team? The team's not throwing the snowballs." I'm like, "Because they're in the Buffalo Stadium, so they're going to penalize the home team." And he's like. Oh my God! And then he started. Then he started yelling at the TV like his old man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you would call that. I but I was worried about it because you know, if there's one trait in Buffalo that just people seem to revel in, it's stupidity. Very true. It's very true. It's a nice segue into our um, topic today. And, <clears throat> you know, for for my entire life, as, as long back as I can remember, I've always been managed by whoever my handlers will say that I have to produce. That I'm only kind of like the mafia. I'm only as good as my last envelope. And, you know, it goes back to when I was a kid and yet we had to do, we had Saturday jobs. Um, and my mom was like a tyrant on us it, and with good reason, right? We were pretty lazy and unorganized kids, but delivering the newspapers to like jobs during high school, you know, guys like us and a lot of other people we know, you know, just we, you say funny things like, oh, he's got a he's got a fire lit under his ass or I got to light a fire under these people's asses if you're the boss. But like my whole life, um, I remember when I was living in California, one of my brothers came to visit me and he's like, why are you so uptight all the time? You, you know, you make, you make good money. You don't have a lot of problems. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't matter how much I work or how much money I make. I always feel like a fucking loser. <laughs> and then, that always kept me working hard. And one day, you know, I just started like thinking there's got to be a better way to this. And um, I started doing yoga with my wife. I think it was the genesis of my 
awakening to the world of meditation. Because I always thought it was kind of stupid. It was what weirdos did. What? Yoga or meditation or both? All of it. Any of that, you know, self, uh, what do they call it? Like self-healing. Like even going to therapy. You know, I just thought that was for weak-minded people or people with weak constitutions. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have been more wrong, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, I, you know, as I got a little older and just more annoyed with life, I started looking into this kind of stuff. And like I said, I probably started just going to yoga classes with my wife and really understanding like, hey, this is pretty peaceful. And, you know, after doing it for an hour, um, my muscles are shaky. I'm tired. I'm sweating if I did hot yoga. I'm like, this shit's pretty good. That's interesting. Uh, because I've been contemplating doing yoga um, just once a week. How, how often did you go? Probably just once a week. Yeah, my cousin's wife teaches it in the, the village here where I live. And I'm just convinced... It would be a good thing at my age, you know, 55. Uh, I do work out regularly, but, um, you know, I yoga just, I read nothing. I've never read anything bad about yoga. You know, I've, I've read the, there's pros and cons I've read about, uh, when it comes to weightlifting and things like that, even running, I've read pros and cons. I've never really seen a lot of cons about yoga and it just seems like something your body would benefit from. I never, re I, I never considered the mental uh, benefits from yoga. I just, you know, considered the physical. Um, so, yeah, I'm just down a very uh, flexible person, and I don't know if that matters. And I thought yoga would uh, improve that. And, I mean, it can for sure. Yeah, but uh, does that matter if you go? Like, well, I mean, I think you have to go with uh, an end in mind. And so if you're if you just said, like you mentioned, your goal would maybe to be a little become a little more flexible. Uh -huh. I mean, you can do. Whatever you want in the class, because, again, when I started going, if you you have to go to the right class and, and I would say go to the entry level, whatever easiest one you can find, because yeah. that's I still do that. I don't go to the hard ones because it just becomes like I don't know the moves. I'm watching other people. I fall. I mean, one time they, the lady comes over and I'm trying to do this downward dog thing. You know, she starts grabbing my hips and, and I, I didn't like it, mostly because I was going to fart right in her face. <laughs> and I was like, you have to get away from me. And she thought I meant because I, I didn't like her touching me. <laughs> and I'm like, she, the minute she came over, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to fart. And it was it took all my mental strength to hold that sucker in and i'm just like how often does that happen in these classes yeah like, I, wonder, so, I, I wonder if that's like a i wonder if that's a common occurrence but like you and i talked about this years ago before we started the podcast but i mean i 
you know, I, I've always lifted weights and I've always tried to go to the gym and run and just be somewhat active, right? And I started getting really bad neck and just shoulder issues. And um, to the point where I couldn't even sleep good at night. And <clears throat> I started reading on these muscle imbalances and started doing like all these yoga stretches for my neck and whatnot. I'll tell you, buddy, I don't have any neck pain now. Yeah. I had rotator cuff issues and muscle imbalances with those. And, you know, I read this thing. It goes because most guys will go and do, you know, military press. They might do some row you know upward rows or some other things for shoulders well those that, two those those two exercises are the worst you could do <laughs> yeah well you shouldn't yeah. you should never even do them well that's where thank you because that's where i was going with that was yeah. like i'm actually causing the pain i'm having by doing these stupid things because they're not natural movements you would never they're you know you'd never lift things up and down behind your head and the the upright row it puts your shoulders in an awkward position where you're literally making yourself susceptible to injury. But yeah, but what what was the what was the positive mental benefit? Because we're to, just to bring it closer back to what we're talking about today. Well, what was yeah. the closer? What was the mental benefit to yoga? Did you find any? Yeah, and it's taken a while. Um, I'm talking years now. But, like, I walked around feeling stress and anxiety as, like, a con- almost like my my fun case of tinnitus. Like, my ears ring all the time, and I just ignore it. Yeah. But back then, I always had, like, this underlying feeling of stress and anxiety just always there. Right? I mean, I wake up by? in the middle of the night and start working because I just, I'm like, well, I'm not going to sleep. I might as well fucking do something productive. Were you under stress and anxiety because you were constantly felt the pressure to produce or was it? Well, that's it's Yeah. And a lot of our own stress is self-inflicted, right? Right. I, I don't know the quote or exactly how it goes, but it's like most of our suffering is self-induced or, you know, a lot of what we fear we imagine in our minds versus yeah. the actual reality. Yeah. So even if, I wasn't getting my balls busted at work. I was still thinking about work all the time. And I remember when I used to snowboard all the time, that was one of my favorite things about snowboarding was when you're ripping down the hill, you can't think of anything else. Otherwise you'll crash and fucking die. So that was like, I just remember like a small awakening to that standpoint of, I like doing things where I have to be in the moment. Because that way I can't think about other shit that annoys me or like stuff that's out there looming, you know, a work line or whatever, or a yeah. meeting with someone I don't like that I have to go to. <laughs> well, you, you just said, you said, you said a very important phrase. Um, I've never, I've never really experienced work stress in my entire life in terms of you know, that constant need to produce and that the cloud it it holds over your head to constantly produce because I've never, you know, I I see where it would be a real, a, a reality in your line of work, in your profession, you know, in the business world. I imagine that 
stress to produce is always there. Um, I was always a pretty good worker, but I was constantly motivated to work well and to work fast out of fear, out of the fear of fucking something up. Um, that was my greatest motivator. And there's, and, and fear is not a great, you know, uh, thing to have hope hanging over your head as well. But my biggest stress has always been, it's not, it's never really been work. My biggest stress has been like thinking of just situations with other people in my life and having certain aspects of certain relationships bother me. And I get pinned down in worrying about things that I can't control. Like I can't control the way other people think, feel, react. Um, but that's what stresses me out in life. And, and worrying about things about others that I can't control and what that has prevented me to do to get back to what you were saying, that has always prevented me to live in the moment, my ability to live in the moment, Mm. you know, to be, as they say, present. So I did start, um, I read a book called 10% Happier by this uh, network news reporter by the name of Dan Harris. And, you know, he was, he was on, he was on, I think, Good Morning America for a while. He was also uh, a alternate, alternate uh, ABC News anchor. I think he anchored the ABC News on the weekends. And, you know, he's one of these people who looked like he had his shit together. But he read he wrote this book and he, this guy's life was completely out of control. He was he was he was just a he, his life was in chaos. He was a wreck. Drugs, anxiety, everything, depression. <laughs> and his life did not get better until he started meditating. So based on that book, I tried to start meditating and I was not successful. It was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, everybody swears by it. And I did not quit meditating because I thought it was a scam. I quit meditating because I was a failure at it. So right. you do it. What have you f- found? What have you discovered from well, it? So two things. One, yeah, I mentioned the snowboarding as, you know, I like to, I just happen upon things. Um, I mean, there's a lot of structure in my life that is just there for whatever good, bad or ugly. Um, But when I started running and training for a marathon, that was probably without knowing it, that was probably my real introduction to meditation because now, when you're running, it's pretty fucking mindless. Right. You're just like, and and I used to run at trails that did not ever coincide with cars and traffic and shit like that. Like I I I refuse to run on streets and crap like that. Anyway, <clears throat> um, I got pleasure from it, mental pleasure because it would really relax my mind. I could. I could think about problems. I could think about stuff I wanted to do. And in my head, I could work them out. So I guess I was meditating then in my own way, because 
to me, meditation, I could go to a class and have somebody tell me all this shit. I probably won't listen to them because I'm not, I don't like listening to other people unless, unless it really clicks with me, then I will listen to them. Um, but the point I'm making is you have to find it yourself. And like, I'll use yesterday as a good example. I went to this big park, um, that's in Raleigh. It's called Umstead park. And I went off the trail and found myself kind of lost, not lost in the sense of, I didn't know how to get the, but from the standpoint of, I didn't know exactly where I was relative to where I'd parked a car. And I was, I went off the trail and I started walking through like a lot of heavy leaves that have been falling because no one in the woods blows leaves around. And, um, like I almost twisted my ankle a few times and I just kept thinking, cause as a 55 year old man, <laughs> old man lost in the woods kept popping into my head. <laughs> but at the same time, I felt a sense of like excitement and adventure. Like, like yeah. I was a little kid, like when you'd go exploring in the woods, when you were a little kid, I almost had a feeling of that. And, um, it was funny too, because I had to cross this little Creek thing. And it was mushy. And I was like, oh, what if this is quicksand? Is this the quicksand that they used to have on Gilligan's Island or, you know, all the other TV shows? Remember when quicksand was like a big thing? <laughs> I was quick. I was so worried about quicksand when I was like eight years old. <laughs> yeah. And it's like almost non-existent. But this wasn't even quicksand. But my, my foot did suck into it a little bit. And I just like, but I had such like a little kid, like, I felt like a 12 year old kid just out exploring the woods. I saw some deer and then I thought about bears because we had a bear sighting in Raleigh recently. Some black bears were seen running around, you know, knocking over liquor stores and shit. But I just had like a good old time and I ended up like getting a really good workout in because I mean, I walked, I ended up walking over six miles. And when I got done, I felt invigorated. I was tired, but I felt invigorated. And the whole time I thought to myself, God, I lived in the moment. I didn't think about anything else other than, will I be trapped in the woods? How do I get out of here? I'll keep going this way because it's the way I came. And um, it's fucking great, dude. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't. This really bothers me about myself that I can't live in the moment. And, um, you know, when I when I tried, I, I, I didn't give. I got to be honest. I didn't. I tried it. I haven't really given it a solid, honest, consistent effort. And, you know, I've, uh, I'm talking about meditation. I haven't really given it a solid, consistent effort, but when I was trying to do it, I could not clear my mind for those like 20 minutes. Um, all I, I would sit there, I would find a quiet place I would get in a comfortable position like you're supposed to do, whatever comfortable, whatever position is comfortable for you. And then I would sit there in silence and I would do nothing but think about everything that was irritating me. And it seemed yep. completely counterintuitive to like, this is not what I'm supposed to do. And I, I just, and it was another example yet again, but just in a manifesting in a different way that I, I couldn't live in the moment and I don't know, even like when I work out, you know, uh, you're supposed, I've, I've worked out my whole life. I don't like to work out. I, I don't enjoy it. I do it 
because it's really just a part of my life. But I have never gotten that endorphin high or whatever they talk about, you know, when you you work out. You I've never left a workout like feeling mentally great, you know. I get annoyed a lot when I'm working out, especially like when I'm working out with my trainer and I'm having difficulty with like a circuit he, you know, plans for me. And uh, I just can't live in the moment. Well, there's a quote reading this book. All right. Um, Alan Watts is a, I don't know what he is. He wrote, we, this talk, we talk about him a lot. Yeah, but I like I mean I don't know the man's whole is he history. a philosopher or a That's what I don't know what he is. Probably yeah. a philosophy guy, but he wrote a book like The Way of Zen. And I'm I have his quote in front of me. But he just says the real secret to life is to completely be engaged with what you're doing in the here and now. And instead of calling it work, realize it's play. And I can tell you for a fact, I can think immediately to certain points in my life. Uh, I had a landscaping job. You know all my stories about it. Right. Fucking awful. It's one of the worst things you could do to a human being. And the knowledge that there's much worse jobs than that one makes me even sicker. <laughs> Just to put that out there. But it was a pretty awful job, a lot of hard work. But my first year doing it, I did it with my older brother and we used to fuck around and have fun so much. Um, even the, even our boss, like he, he said to both of us one time at lunch, he's like, this guy was just nothing but work. That's all this fucking guy cared about. But he's like, I love having you two around. He goes, cause you're smart. You're both hardworking, but you fucking know how to have fun. And I love that. And I always thought that's something I should never lose because that is truly a gift you bring to people. Right. Um, is having fun, especially when you're doing something that sucks so bad, you know, like any kind of work. <laughs> I can remember when you used to have that job and you, your ass, and you were young, you were a young man, but you, your ass would be so whipped from working all day. And yep. I can remember, I can remember drinking every night and by 10 o'clock at night, in fact, we used to wait for it as a group of friends because we got such a <laughs> laugh out of it but you inevitably would be sitting at whatever bar half drunk but fully sound asleep yep <laughs> with your head down at the bar every bar in buffalo i think one summer you 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 had fallen asleep at Ugh. and uh we would just let you sleep while the rest of us you know partied <laughs> I needed that and, sleep too. And no one and I mean everyone in the bar, even people who didn't know you, would just let you sleep with your head on the bar. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what, one time at landscaping, I'd that worked might have all been night. the only I uh, by the way, that might have been the only time I've ever lived in the moment was enjoying you and laughing. <laughs> there you go. Because you slept at the bar. <laughs> I it was I was thinking about this event one time just for this call, but like I would work all night at at the brick bar and then I would just drive to landscaping at six, right. six thirty, and start working again. <laughs> anyway, there was one day the boss tried to give me, he's like, listen, take the truck and go to this lumber yard and get lumber. And normally driving around for a couple hours was a fucking wonderful respite. I could listen to the radio I was sitting on my ass. I didn't have to be working hard, 
Anyway, I almost fell asleep like three times driving to this lumber yard. And uh, when I pulled into the fucking place, I just, I parked the truck. I mean, I could have taken people out. I was so tired. But I slept for like 45 minutes in the truck, and it was like the most glorious sleep I'd ever had in my life. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, when did you ever sleep? Uh, I would sleep all day on Sunday. Yeah, but you would, you'd work from like 10 at night till 4 in the morning. Yep. At the brick bar, and then you'd go to work at 6.30 until, just go right to the until, six place. until 6 o'clock or whatever, yep. landscaping. And then go back to Then you work. went out drinking. <laughs> Then yeah, if I didn't go just, back to work, I would go out drinking. It was just cyclical. So you probably got, you were probably sleeping like two and a half hours a day that summer, those summers. But I'll tell you what, it's almost like akin to being like those, you know, the do- young kids are becoming doctors and they got to yeah. work those crazy hours. It's almost like that, but you're just doing like mindless work. But, well, yeah, I was just going to ask you when you were working like that compared to your professional life you were exhausted but were you as mentally stressed no my professional life for most of it i didn't have a wife or kids and that was like kind of the the other side of the coin which most of the people i worked with were older when i first you know started doing it really getting intense in field sales uh, most of the people I worked with were older, married, and had kids. And I used to sit there and be like, those poor bastards. So I'm like, the minute I'm done working, I can go home, put on my TV, and I would like turn the volume off because I was just tired of listening to people talk. And I would just stare at the TV and like drink like a big vodka martini or something just to erase my mind. You know, and I could do that without a wife yelling at me or children screaming at me for attention. And also the the lovely fact that I don't have to pay for anyone else in this world, you know, and like, I'll take the, the, the step into just this one point I was going to make, but like, like our top five desires that people seem to always fucking, you know, are circling our minds like so many moons is like food, sleep, sex, money, and fame. And if you can free yourself from those five desires, what else, what else are you really worried about? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't really worry about food, but I definitely desire it. (laughs) These things all change. Like, I don't care about fame. I kind of don't care about money. I kind of don't care about sex, (laughs) but food and sleep. I definitely care about. (laughs) Yeah. I, I would add again, be, I, and it's like I said, it's, it's my stress is, uh, relationships, um, it's not anything I strive for, but like, that's, that's my, that's my, I don't understand. I mean, if you don't mind me being a pain in the ass question person, I don't understand what you mean by that. Well, like, Man. you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's something with my kids that I'm worried about, or there's something with a friend that didn't sit right that day, or there was something said at work that you know kind of rubbed me the wrong way and i'm i'm thinking about it or going over it too much in my head or you know there's uh something with my wife or someone else that like you know i 
you know, in my heart, I hope they act or they, I hope they choose a decision that I want, you know, because I love them or, you know, like just, just shit that's going on in relationships I have with other people, you know, and again, that covers a wide range of issues, but like, that's the shit that eats away at me and it's nothing I can control. You can't control what other people decide to do or how they react or what they say, you know, that's the kind of shit that, that eats away at me. So, uh, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but so, you know, I think that's one of like going back to what we were talking about. I can't, that's my stressor and I, it prevents me from living in the moment and, uh, you know, sounds, sounds to me, I'm no psychiatrist. Sounds to me like you're almost like a closet people pleaser. Yeah, probably to some extent or, <clears throat> but I mean, I wouldn't really know that about you and I've known you a long time. I don't know that that's the first thing that comes to mind. If someone says, Hey, describe Matt Smith. And one... I don't know if it's people pleaser, but like, you know, relationships are. Yeah. But listen, are pretty much my life, you know, like it's, it's a common thing though. Um, you know, depending on your child parent relationship, a lot, like my wife is a chronic people pleaser. So that's why I'm pretty tuned into this. Right. Um, I, I definitely will take care of people, but I'm not going to sit there and fucking, uh, coddle people. And that's what I learned from my parents. Like, and it's not so bad. Like I used to say things like I felt like I was cared for, but I don't know that I was cared about because, you know, but you could break that down even further to say, well, Maybe my parents didn't have the cycles to really give a fuck every time Jerry was going to have a pity party. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm a people pleaser, but you know, you have relationships in life and but you every, want them to be happy. Every relationship is different. It's not, it's not even so much happy, but it's like every relationship that you have in your life, there's something going on in those relationships. And, you know, the relationship I have with my daughter might is completely different than the relationship I have with you, but each relationship has its issues or, you know, it's things. And so there's always something there and that eats away in my, at my head. And it's, again, it's, I'm not trying to please you. I'm not trying to please my daughter, but like we have our, you know, we have our relationships and there's issues in those relationships. And, I think I would just overthink a lot of, uh, yeah, I, maybe I overthink things, but I, I've never been someone who's lived in the moment. And, uh, I think you're in that, I think when you're talking about like, uh, snowboarding, mm -hmm. that's a perfect, that's I've, I've, I've never snowboarded, but I have skied. I haven't skied enough as I haven't skied in as much as I would like to, but in a, a, doing something like that is a perfect way of living in the moment because it's really nothing but fun. And it's, and like, if you're not enjoying your life, what's the point, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I can imagine snowboarding just like skiing, you're going downhill and, 
it's exhilarating and you're you have to pay attention uh you can't think of anything else you know or, or else you're gonna you know buy it and you know i've always got something else on my mind uh yep. so <clears throat> it's tough man i mean that's like those meditation like i'll lay on the floor and i'll tr- i my mind is always racing yeah so I, I used to have trouble reading books because i'd read a line it would make me think of something else and and then the story that i'm telling my head becomes more interesting than the printed words on the page. And I've always had to fight that battle just to pay attention to shit. Um, but, but that being said, if the printed word or the story I'm listening to from someone else becomes more interesting than what's going on in my head, I will focus like a fucking laser. And I like, so I always look for that. But at the same time, when it comes to meditation, you know, this is why I do it when I used to run or now like when I walk, because I think about my breathing. I think about, am I stepping right? You know, I try to modify how I'm walking to, you know, be more efficient. So I'm not pounding my feet on the fucking ground. Like, and I'll, I'll specifically look at trees. I started doing this. This is so dumb, but I'm going to tell you anyway. If it works like, for you, it's not dumb. But I, well, I started naming certain trees. <laughs> <laughs> I shall call you big tree. And, you know, I just did that to crack jokes to myself like I like to do. But that that's how I keep myself in the moment, in other words. yeah. Like, I'll talk to the squirrels because they're all over the fucking place now. And, uh, you know, I have, like, idiot dialogue. I mean, maybe I'm going insane. But, so you know, I have so much fun doing it. And I'm like, oh, I just walked four miles. I just walked a couple, you know. So talk about your progression uh, as it pertains to meditation, like how hard was it when you started, when, when you started, were you doing just 10 or 20 minutes and like how okay. effective, yeah. how effective is it for you right now? How long do you meditate now? And so, cause I never, pro- I, I never progressed. I, I tried like 15 minutes, like everything else, man, you... I failed at it and I quit. <laughs> Okay, one thing for me, and you you know this, um, you know, when I was a kid, like, we weren't allowed to talk at our dinner table, and we would eat as fast as we could, and then get the hell out of there, or if you had to do the dishes, you had to do the dishes, if it was your night, but the point is, I fucking ate I never enjoyed eating. I would just shove food in my mouth and swallow it. And you've probably seen me eat like that a few times, <laughs> whether drunk or not drunk. And, you know, I just remember like people saying that people, you know, in work, especially when I had to like do field sales, people to dinner and stuff, I really had to learn how to eat like a fucking human being. And even now I still have trouble with it. Like, if I make food, I'll start eating it before I sit down, and I'll, like, yell at myself. I'm like, hey, asshole, wait till you sit down and then eat it real slow. And I love the fact that my kids, my son will take, like, even in a restaurant, he'll take, like, all day to eat his fucking meal. And I love that because he doesn't care. He's relaxed. You know, whereas I'm sitting there, you know, 30 seconds after they put the plate down, half of mine is already gone. So the... I start simple with shit like that. Like 
No, I'm going to I'm going to mindfully make myself take one bite, put the fucking fork down and just think about the food that I'm eating. Is it good? How's it taste? You know, chew it slowly. Just shit like that. So simple things, right? I mean, I can lay on the floor and and go, I'm picturing a, a fucking polar bear in a snowstorm. Then I'm staring at a white piece of paper in my brain. That only lasts. I can only do that for so long till my mind just starts wandering about anything and everything. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> Katie and I one time went to this hotel for a weekend. She was going to get Manny Petty and all this stuff. And this was back. She's like, do you want to get a massage? I'm like, no, because I don't want someone touching me. It's fucking weird. And um, I remember I, I hung out in the spa room and they had like this big sandy area with these little bamboo rakes. And of course, I go over to it and I start like flicking, you know, stuff all around. And the lady comes over. She's like, no, you're supposed to like rake the grass and or rake the sand and and meditate. And it was like some kind of Zen thing. And I was like, this is stupid, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Like, where are the video games? You know? <laughs> so, I mean, that was where I started. And then, so for now, now I put on, like, when I walk is when I usually meditate. Because to sit and do it, I still have trouble, okay? I'm not going to lie. But I can go to, like, they have, like, real easy yoga classes at the gym where you just do some simple poses. They play the music. And... You know, there's usually a lady talking, putting, telling you the, the the stuff to go, the movements to go through. But it's all real slow. And what I tend to do is focus on my breathing. Um, just taking deeper breaths and sticking my gut out when instead of trying to fill my chest up. This is really hard to do. Like, like breathe in and push your stomach out. I mean, my stomach naturally goes kind of out. But you see the. I don't know if that would work for you or if you've tried any of this shit. I'm just giving you my own, you know, fumblings through this kind of whatnot. But after a while, you can clear your mind. And a lot of times it'll come down to what's one thing I want to do today. Or even starting off the day going, I'm not going to fucking swear today. <laughs> or I'm just like, I'm not going to have bad thoughts about people, you know, and then catch myself. And hold myself accountable. Like someone cuts me off. I'm like, ah, oh, you fucking dickhead. Don't say it. And then just go, well, it's probably somebody's grandma. You know, we've had that conversation before. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just simple things. I don't know. That makes sense. You know, I went, so I went to the game last night with a mutual friend of ours and his kids. Uh-huh. And his one son, I mean, this kid, it was like, it was like, he was like one of the kids in Willy Wonka. He like soaked in, <laughs> he soaked in every moment of the experience. Like we, you know, we parked in this one area and he, he just wandered around and he wanted, he just soaked in what was going on before the game at everybody's tailgates, you know, and he would, he would walk from one person's tailgate to another didn't even know these people and just stared at what they were doing and he's like this is so cool oh my god you know and like he just soaked it in and then like during the game he soaked it he soaked every play in and 
I was watching him and his like emotion, his emotions on every play changed dramatically. And he was smile on his face, fear in his eyes. Cause he was worried about the bills losing. And, and after the game, he's like, this was the greatest experience of my life. This is the greatest game I ever saw. He lived every second he soaked in. And meanwhile, me, from the moment we got there, I'm like, how hard is it going to be to get back on the road? <laughs> how, you know, how hard is it going to be to leave this parking Maybe lot? We can leave early. <laughs> am I, am I overdressed for the heated section? Uh, you know, how much beer am I going to drink? Cause you know, we're in our fifties. I don't want to pee every five minutes, you know, like, like my mind was somewhere else. Almost every moment we were there while this kid and I, I envied the dude because he was just, there was not a second of last night that was lost on him, you know, where I'm like constantly checking my pockets to make sure I don't lose my keys. You know, like yeah. I could not, I just, I'm, I'm just so bad at living in the moment. I'm going to try meditating again and I'm going to try some of the exercises you just brought up, like not going to talk bad about someone today or, you know, so um, you know, maybe like this is my challenge for 2023. Something, you know, something you don't like about yourself that you wish was better, but you know, you're not going to fix it. You know, like, like I still want to lose some more weight, which as you get lighter and lighter, it becomes increasingly harder. It's, you're really fighting you know, your body's desire to make you fatter. <laughs> I have found the only thing that works for me in controlling my weight and making a difference in my weight is intermittent fasting. Yeah, I keep hearing that. That works uh, like a that works like a motherfucker, man, for me. I've had a little bit of success with that, like not eating till noon. And, yeah, uh, I, I usually eat. I usually don't eat for sixteen hours, and I have an eight-hour window that's the same every day that I eat. I eat, I eat from one to nine. The other thing, I'm, I don't, I won't eat um, bread, pizza, or any like any of that kind of food. Like I'll just, in other words, I'll eat just natural food. So I cut up like peppers and onions and celery, and I'll put like chicken in it and just put it in the frying pan put some spices on it and just eat it as long as i'm full i don't care you know yeah. or i'll make chili and just eat that but eh the point is talking about meditation i always forget the point <laughs> <laughs> but if you want i mean i feel like both you and me the one thing we share in common is that we're anxious people we feel anxiousness sometimes for no reason at all because it's just there right and i feel like uh you can meditate that shit away it's gonna come back and but you just have to be okay with it you know um <clears throat> in building out my home gym i was trying to keep the stoic theme going yeah but i didn't want to call it anything too obvious <clears throat> you know like even memento mori's that's what it's about it's like remember you're gonna be dead soon so is this, was what you're doing, what you want to be doing is what you're doing worth it? You know, that kind of shit. But the one I settled on was, uh, the obstacle becomes the way. 
Uh-huh. And I just like that because it 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 kind of forces you to accept whatever like the moment. What the fuck is going on right now? Yeah. Yeah. You know? It the the funny thing is with me is like I don't have any stress or anxiety or really any even frustration when I'm at work because you know like I feel confident in my work abilities. Uh, I always feel on top of my game. You know, it's, I don't attach a ton of emotional, I don't, I don't have an emotional attachment to the work. It's just like, you know, to me, even though I'm a writer, like my assignments, I look at them like widgets, you know, like another widget off the assembly line. Like I just don't, you know, but it's when I get out of work, it's when I'm not working where I'm anxious about everything, you know, because I do have an emotional attachment to everything outside of work. And I'm in a very emotional person. So, you know, it's it's the emotions that give me anxiety when I when I'm at work. I have no emotions because I don't attach emotion to the work that I'm doing, you know. So, yeah, I mean, there's something there definitely as it relates to other people. I mean, my wife used to always want me to be happy. And if I was like pissed off about something at work, she would get all verklempt about it. And I would just tell her, I'm like, hey, I have to go through a cycle here. I'm going to, I'm mad at this guy because he's a dick. But in about an hour, I won't care anymore. It's just something I, a cycle I will have to run through. So there's no point in you tying up your emotions in it. You're just going to add to the fucking madness. You know, and she, after a little while, she figured that out and just like, all right, I'll leave him alone let him stew on it. You know, let him go out in the garage and punch the punching bag or whatever he's going to do. <laughs> but, but, you know, the other side of that is she's a very caring person. I'm like, well, that's great. But, you know, use your caring wisely and don't waste your time on people that don't fucking matter. <laughs> so parting shot, what's your advice or you know, parting shot as it relates I would say, living in the moment and, you know, clearing your mind. Well, I'm going to use a stupid, it's not stupid. I'm going to use a Jordan Peterson thing about cleaning your room. I notice a lot of people, you know, I walk through parking lots and I look in people's cars because I'm nosy. And when I see someone with fucking tons of shit in their car, like Bojangles, food bags and just <laughs> stuff. I'm like, I know, right, it's an indicator right there. I'm like, see, that's a person that should just say, I'm going to clean my car. I'm going to spend two hours doing it, and all I'm going to think about is how nice it's going to look, you know. One of my brothers came to stay with me for a while, and he he tells me one day, I got to go to the airport and pick up this important person. And I'm like, do you want to use my car? And he's like, no, I'm going to use my car. And I'm like, your car is disgusting. <laughs> and I'm like, you should clean it. And he got all mad and told me to go fuck off, right? And I'm like, okay. So when he wasn't looking, <laughs> I took a bunch of stuff, went out to his car and cleaned his whole fucking car. And I mean, I had like, I just threw hose water in the, in like scrubbed the fucking, it smelled. Yeah. He had food in there and all kinds of shit, okay? Really bad. I cleaned the shit out of his car and it made me feel great. 
and he was still mad at me. He's like, what, what the fuck did you do that for? And I'm like, because when that guy gets in your car, he's going to be like, this guy is a fucking good dude. He's going to have an opinion of you, and that's right. important. So, I mean, to me, go clean your house. Go do something. Go fix your uh, snowblower. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm excessively, excessively neat. Like, I don't have a thing out of place in my house, in my car, in my office, you know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I, my, well, I see, do. That's not your, but see, you have a, that's not your demon. That's good. Uh, you got some, but there's something else, you know, go do something else. Go draw a picture. Go take, you know what pics. you you're this, that, uh, that, that just made me think though. I don't, I'm excessively neat. Like I said, I don't have a thing out of place anywhere. I like order. Don't mess it up. <laughs> I well, but I like order, and maybe I expect order in my relationships, and maybe order is my problem. Maybe I should be less orderly. Well, there's a part of Zen that's like <clears throat> it just goes back to the whole control thing. We can't control life. Life is insane. And so that and that's like the obstacle is the way. It's like what has become the obstacle is now the way. So if you have a problem with a, a relative, a friend, and you care enough to, to keep that relationship intact, think about what you can do, you know? Two people, you know, it's two people making decisions, but at the end of the day, you can decide to be offended by someone's words or, you know, if they do shitty deeds or ignore you or whatever the fuck. Um, who knows? I mean, I have 11 brothers and sisters, and my mom's still alive, and between all of us, there's always a constant, oh, this one's not talking to that one. I'm mad at so-and-so. What did he do to this one? Blah, 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 blah. And it just goes on and on. So just, you got to learn to ignore some of that noise. <laughs> yeah, so I've had, this has been a helpful chat. Uh, and I think this is our last show of the year because of the holidays, but it, it's been a positive. I just had a breakthrough. I think my issues are order and control. And that's preventing me from living in the moment. Part Maybe, of Taoism uh, too is uh, like a return to spontaneity. Yeah. Like, you see little kids playing in the fucking park, man. They don't care about nothing. They're having yeah. fun. Like the kid you just described at the Bills game. Yep. Where's that Matt? Go find him and let him loose for a while. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny even that you just said, where's that Matt? Because... I said to his father, I said, I said, this dude just loves life. And his father said, he's exactly like you used to be. <laughs> ah, ha, ha, there it is, buddy. There you go. Let's end on that note. That All right, my man. Go Bills. <laughs> Everybody have a good Christmas, a good holiday season, a good New Year. How, whatever you celebrate, make it good. Best of us. Festival. Oh, and you know what? I forgot my Simpsons quote. Like Bart Simpson said, what is the sound of one hand clapping? There's your there's your Zen moment. <laughs> Later. I, I'm clapping with one hand right now. That's it. I knew okay, you I'm gonna put it up to the microphone. <laughs> yeah, Lisa didn't like that. All, All right. right. Stay free. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.